Welcome back, everyone, to the Six Figure Social Worker Podcast. It's your girl, LA. I am your Six Figure Social Worker. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, we are here to inspire, to educate, and to equip you to make a living while you're making a difference. I know it has been a while, but I am very strategic about the information that I share with you. So today, I am excited to share with you an interview that I did with David Burden, and he's going to give you information on other opportunities that are available to social workers. So stay tuned. Welcome. So, um, David, I want to just thank you for um, participating in sharing information with our audience on this particular podcast. I do believe that the information that you have or that you will be sharing today is relevant. And so I am excited to actually welcome you to the Six Figure Social Worker podcast. And I would like for you to just go ahead and just introduce yourself to the audience. Hi, my name is David Burden. I am the director of nonprofit people solutions at the Newell Group. Uh, I'm based in, in Greenville, South Carolina, but I recruit nationally for nonprofits. I'm going to spell my name because it's hard for uh, people to find me sometimes, but if you want to look me up on LinkedIn, it's David. The last name is B as in boy, U R D E N. Awesome. Awesome. So David, share with us um, the information that you have and the services that you um, provide for um, social workers. Sure. I appreciate the opportunity, Lashana. Um, I am, I often work with uh, folks like you, um, podcasts, uh, kind of as a professional development um, element of the programming. So I am hired by organizations, uh, nonprofit organizations, to help them find candidates for leadership roles that they are not able to find on their own. So I am a good person to know uh, if you're in the job market or if you're simply looking for new opportunities. Uh, I want to be really clear, I get paid to find people for jobs, not the other way around. Um, but it's always good to know people. So I'm happy to network. Um, I'm happy to share uh, some blog articles that I've already written on sort of the best way to uh, incorporate a recruiter in your networking strategy. Uh, this should be just a part of your really weekly or monthly professional development, even if you're not looking for a new position. So I think that's what we're gonna spend our time on today. Awesome. Awesome. So yeah, I would like for you to just kind of um, flow, just share um, whatever information you believe is um, relevant to the audience. And I will um, ask clarifying questions if any um, comes up. Right. Well, and I believe we were put in, in touch um, by Celia. Is that right? Absolutely. So yeah, so, so another uh, good resource um, for folks that are more particularly in the anti-human trafficking uh, space. So you know, we always like to give a shout out to other uh, folks and blogs. So uh, you're, you're probably the one more qualified to talk about that. Yes, oh yes, Celia Williamson is definitely one of the um, leading social workers that is have been addressing human trafficking, not just in the state of Ohio, but um, in 
America. Yeah. So I, I found uh, you because I reached out to Celia because she is a thought leader in the space. And uh, I am currently recruiting on a role for an executive director of an anti-human trafficking, anti-substance abuse foundation in Southern California. Uh, so for example, so this is part of what a recruiter does is you'll know, reach out to find people that they believe would be a good candidate. You don't just put an ad up and wait to see who applies. Um, I put an ad out every time I recruit on a role and I will tell you, I have never gotten a winning candidate or really even very good candidates uh, coming out of the ad. The best person generally for the job is somebody who's in another role. Um, and so uh, this is what we call a passive candidate. Um, this is somebody who is doing a great job in their position. Um, they're too busy to be scanning the job ads. Um, but you know what I do again I, I don't steal people you often hear the word headhunter um, you know I, I'm not offended by that but that's not what I do um, but what I do is uh, like I did with Celia to reach out to say can you help me with this role um, I'm you know do you know someone who might be interested in learning more about this opportunity and sometimes it's you know that person says well, that person might be me. Um, and so, well, here it is. Um, and, and that's good for you to know, even if you never uh, apply to say, this is an option. And by the way, here's an organization that's in my space that I didn't know about. Maybe I'm gonna reach out to them and ask for a grant sometime. So that's what I do. I'm, I am a networker. Um, and so I, I just like to, to talk through that. But so I reached out to Celia and said, I'm recruiting for a foundation with a mission of combating human trafficking and substance abuse. And this organization is looking for somebody with a minimum of five years program experience in either of those spaces. Um, you know, both would be great but particularly uh, for human trafficking. There are a lot of organizations out there, but they're, they're not really mature organizations and the executive capacity isn't there for a lot of people yet. So, you know, this is not to say that if you're an emerging professional, um, you're, you're doing a bad job, just that you know, you're, you're not at the position that my client needs. Um, and I said, do you know somebody who would be interested in this, uh, who would interest in learning about it? Uh, it would require, require relocation to Southern California, but it's an opportunity to engage in a million dollar uh, foundation and it's a corporate foundation. So it actually means that in terms of an organization that sort of sits on its own bottom, it has the impact of a $3 million organization because all operating expenses from um, real estate, paper clips, salaries, are paid by the sponsoring corporation. So any money that flows across the books in this organization goes directly into making grants for emerging and successful programs in human trafficking and substance abuse. So for the right person, it's a great opportunity. And so if you happen to be that person, again, look me up on LinkedIn. Um, my name is David Burden. And again, the last name is B-U-R-D-E-N. Uh, so that, that's the first part of that. But more broadly, um, if you are, say, a leader in a nonprofit organization, some people don't know that people like me exist. I can help you build your team. And if you'd like to have that conversation of how I save you time, 
um, how you know, your investment in my services really helps your organization's bottom line, I'm happy to network there. Most of you are probably though in the position of, I'd like to know how to advance my career. And I can talk through a lot of this. And again, if you look up um, my organization, the newellgroup.com and Newell is spelled N-E-W-E-L-L, you'll see that we are a broadly based organization. So I recruit exclusively in nonprofit. Uh, I have a colleague who recruits exclusively in physician placement um, and others in food manufacturing on down the line. Uh, so one, you can kind of see who we are, but if you go to the blog, uh, you can see a lot of us have written professional development, sort of helpful hints, resume, review uh, kinds of things uh, for candidates. So I, you could look broadly at what my colleagues have written and then you can focus on my stuff, uh, which is geared almost, <coughs> pardon me, almost exclusively to the nonprofit space. And I add to that from time to time. So there's a lot of uh, stuff for you to process just bit by bit um, and reach out to me if, if you have questions. David, what is the benefit of someone going to or through a recruiter when they're looking for um, different opportunities? Yeah, and that's a great question. A good recruiter. And, and you need to uh, make sure you're comfortable with the recruiter with, with, with whom you're working. You should think of a recruiter as a subject matter expert. So I am not a social work subject matter expert. Um, you know, so you know, there, I, I know you have a rigid uh, you know, credentialing process. Um, that's not who I am. Um, but I am the subject matter expert in career opportunities in the nonprofit world. And some of those line up with your training, you know, as, as a social worker, um, as somebody who you know, has both you know, the education, the training, the capacity, who may have been, you know, whether a social worker or a therapist or something like that, maybe in the position now that they're ready to rise, say, to the director level at um, a social services, human services organization like United Way or a food bank. Uh, many food banks, for instance, have a human services component. I do a lot of work in workforce development, which is not social work, but again, is very, uh, it, it's kind of parallel to that. And what I'm finding is the most successful workforce development organizations and programs are the ones that don't just say, here's a job, you know, go do it. Um, but are the ones who work with the candidate as a whole person and incorporate what, what is referred to as the, the wraparound social services uh, component to that. So uh, for instance, um, there's a, a, a fantastic citizen re-entry program uh, based in Spartanburg, South Carolina, near where I am. They, they work with uh, folks who are getting out of prison. They spend a lot of time working with them before they're released. Uh, sort of, you know, acclimating them, getting them ready. But the day they walk out the doors, they, even if the person says, hey, I, I want to go to work tomorrow, they won't let them. Um, and, you know, and they spend the first 30 days taking care of, first of all, uh, dealing with medical issues, um, you know, talking about uh, what are your family issues, what are your goals, so that when the person goes to their new job in 30 days, 
they're able to focus on that job exclusively and not sort of have a lot of this other chatter and dental appointments and other things going on in the back of their mind. So that's something that if you see workforce development, you may not immediately think social work, but the good programs do that. And as you're seeing best practices there, that's an entire career opportunity that somebody in social work might just want to start reading up on. Um, and so I place directors, uh, managers, uh, and executives in places like that. And those can be goodwill. Uh, there, and I would like to call out a really great organization there in Ohio, uh, and it, it's the, they just call themselves the Food Bank, um, but it's the Food Bank for Dayton um, and Montgomery County. And they have deliberately a workforce development component to their, uh, to their programming. So a lot of their uh, employees are you know, re, uh, citizen reentry, transitional, so you know, there, there, there's a lot of stuff to look at there. So you don't just sort of Google social work and look for what you want to do. Um, in the same way, I have a, <clears throat> um, I, I have a history background, um, and you know I know people with history backgrounds who are you know, executives at Bank of America. But I'll guarantee you, they didn't get their job because Bank of America put out an ad that said wanted historian. Uh, they, 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 they said, we want somebody who is good at information analysis, data analysis, who is able to uh, do the research and find the details and then turn around and take 10 hours of research and give it to us in a way, you know, in, in two minutes, in a way that we can understand. So research is great. Communication is a very important part of that. Um, so I think the parallel for uh, social workers is, look, there, there's a lot of complex diagnostics and you know, things that are really interesting to other social workers um, that may not be of you know, great interest to your client um, or to your potential employer. So how do you take your passion, how do you take your knowledge and then bring it to somebody in a way that it is a value add to them, that it, it actually helps them get better, um, helps them make good decisions. Um, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's a liberal arts skill. We don't have a monopoly on it. Um, but you know, for those of you who may still be in school, this is why you need to take history classes. Um, you know, it's not just to, you know, it, it's not to just waste your time, but it really is to say, how can you take a lot of complex, unorganized information, find out what's important and explain why it's important. Um, that's the skill, you know, you're, you're going to forget the trivia. You're going to forget, you know, the, you know, um, you know, the names and dates, but you know, the survival skill um, is something that I think makes you a better student and ultimately um, makes you a better practitioner. So you can apply that across you know, to your job search, to your education, and ultimately uh, to how you serve your clients. Right, awesome. And so David, what if someone's listening now and you named a um, few names, so mm -hmm. it's a United Way, um, Food Bank, how successful would they be if they decided to just send their resume to those organizations for a leadership role? Yeah, um, and, and so that's kind of, you know, the, you know the, that's the thorny question for a recruiter. Again, I get paid by organizations to find people 
they wouldn't normally find. Um, you know, I would think that if there is a program that you respect, um, if, if you find that, you know, for example, if you do the research uh, for the food bank in Montgomery County, and you find, you know, because it, it sounds like, you know, maybe some of your folks are more in the Western Ohio area, um, you know, that, hey, I'm in your community, I'm in your space, I'd love to have coffee. Um, but I think what I would say is, this is networking and this is mentoring. And I think that's an important part of that, just to say, I'm in your space, I would love to visit with you, I'd love to learn what you're doing. Now, that may eventually lead to a job five years down the road. Um, so obviously you need to cast a broad net. Um, here's where I come in as a recruiter and as a third party, particularly if you're looking to stay in your home community. You've probably realized that the nonprofit world is pretty small. Um, and then when we get into the nonprofit world, really for uh, licensed clinical social workers or sort of allied um, disciplines there, um, it's really small. And you, you know, so if, if you are at, you know, organization A and there you see a posting for organization B, you can, you know, if you send just a resume straight in, um, oftentimes you go home for lunch um, and your spouse or partner is going to know that you applied before you told them. It's just a function of the way the world is. Um, and you know, demand, you know, it, so you got to kind of think about your brand reputation. Um, and you know, it, it's not that you did a bad thing there, but I'm going to use the example of development fundraising because I do a lot of searches on this. Um, where a candidate will reach out to me and say, hey, this organization in my community has a vice president role in development and I'm really interested in it. Uh, can you reach out on my behalf? What I do is I call into the organization. I don't use the person's name, mm -hmm. uh, but I describe some of their signature achievements. And so uh, I recently called in and said, you know, I have a fantastic candidate who is the vice president of development at a $50 million annual revenue organization. Uh, last year, they used the annual fund, sort of you know, the annual giving appeal uh, to create 1,000 new $1,000 donors. Now do the math, that's a lot of money. Um, and that person was bringing great value to their organization. Uh, but the organization that I reached out to said, you know, that's really impressive, but we want our next vice president of development to focus on capital campaigns, you know, raising huge chunks of money to build new buildings. Um, and it's just, it's a different, you know, it's a different uh, field. It's a different specialty. It's, you know, um, if you need a psychiatrist, you don't call a psychologist. Um, both are important, both are related, but A can't do B. Um, and, you know, and so I just you know, said, hey, thank you so much. You know what? This is not a fit for my, um, my candidate. Um, maybe we can help you some other way. And I reached back out to the candidate and says, here's where we are. So at that point, if you kind of think about, you know, putting in the number of times you put your name out there as currency, you know, you don't want to, you know, deflate your currency. You don't want, um, when there are local roundtables of, um, hey, you know, um, Lashana just applied at my organization. Oh yeah, that's funny. You know, I, she applied to, you know, to mine, to mine, to mine. 
Um, and, and so it's counterintuitive, particularly if you are wanting to make a change um, and you're at sort of the director and executive level, um, you know, that you can read all sorts of blogs that say you should send 10 resumes a day. Um, I actually think that that's counterproductive. Um, you need to make 10 good connections. Um, you need to spend time researching and targeting, um, but just blindly applying or sort of carpet bombing um, the country with resumes that don't match the role, cover letters that aren't well thought out, is not a good investment in your time. Um, and so that's where if you work with a recruiter, um, you know, and one, I'm going to pre-qualify you for the role. So you don't use a recruiter to get you in uh, because you were rejected in another way. That makes you look bad and it makes me look bad. Um, but, you know, what the benefit of working with a recruiter is I'm not sending things into the black hole of HR. I am working with the hiring authority. I am actually calling in. I don't just flip your resume. Um, I interview you, I sort of put you through the ringer um, before I present you, and, and then I call into the person generally who's going to be the direct supervisor on this role and say, look, I'm going to send you Lashana's resume and her cover letter in a few minutes, but I want to talk about the person behind the resume. I want to talk about why I believe it's worth your time to have a conversation with them. Um, I'm investing in my candidate and the process. Um, I'm not just your know, resume data bank. And, uh, and then for good or for bad, I get feedback very quickly, generally within a week to say, yes, we would like to have a phone conversation or no, and here's why. Um, and then I'm able to pass that back to my candidate and say, listen, we appreciate your time. Here's what they liked. Here's what they didn't like. And you know, this is an opportunity for you to adjust your materials and your pitch, say for a future opportunity. Okay, okay. Now, David, would you um, mind repeating or sharing the information that you're working on now, the recruitment that you're working on now? I think you said in California? Yeah, so let's say that I found your um, contact information through uh, some of my databases and I thought you were a thought leader in the role. Um, I would probably uh, leave a voicemail that says something like, hi, Lashana, my name is David Burden. I'm a recruiter for nonprofits. Uh, I am currently helping a foundation in Southern California recruit their next executive director. The mission of this foundation is combating human trafficking and substance abuse. I'm looking to connect with rising leaders in the CSEC, anti-HT, or recovery communities who might be interested in learning about new opportunities. Um, and you could reach out to me on LinkedIn. Again, you can find me as you know, David Burden at the Newell Group, um, or you can email me at dburden at thenewellgroup.com. Newell is spelled N-E-W-E-L-L. I'd be happy to share the entire position brief background information about the organization and the company and explore whether this is right for you or somebody in your network. Awesome, awesome. And so if anyone um, would like to reach out to you, they can just reach, if they're interested in that particular um, opportunity, they can just use the information that you just shared Right. What I would suggest, yeah, what I would suggest is I'm always happy to connect with people on LinkedIn 
who are in the nonprofit space. So I think for 99% of the people listening today, this is a valuable networking opportunity. Um, so this is probably not the role for most of your listeners, but it might be the role for one or two. Um, so even if this is not you, but you're interested in uh, seeing sort of the value add that I create for nonprofit organizations and the roles that I'm working, uh, I'm happy to connect with you on LinkedIn. Um, so I would suggest send me a LinkedIn connect request. And um, one way would be to say, hey, I heard you on the six figure social worker. I'd love to stay in touch. At that point, I'm going to say, you know, yes, I'm going to add you. I'm glad to know you. Um, but, you know, if you say, hey, I've heard you on the six figure social worker and I'd like to learn more about the ED role in Southern California, um, I will send you uh, what what my company calls a position brief. It's basically a private website uh, that has detail about the role, the responsibilities, the name of the organization um, and, and, and the hiring process. And if you're in that camp, I'd love to send you that information, get your uh, thoughts on it and discuss next steps as uh, that seems appropriate. Awesome, awesome. So David, thank you for um, sharing this information with our audience today. Um, I do look forward to staying connected with you. And Absolutely. I believe that the information shared will be very valuable to our listeners. So again, thank you for the opportunity to um, hear the information and know that there's um, other ways or resources that's available in order to assist us in our um, career fields. Right. And there's one thing I would uh, like to add for uh, your listeners. You, you want to identify and connect with a recruiter who's in the career path who makes sense for you. So uh, to be really clear, I do not do a lot of recruiting in mental health. Um, or in social work. Um, and if you're really looking at clinical roles, there are recruiters who specialize in those roles. Um, you know, and, and so if you're coming to me and asking me to help you find a clinical role, um, that's not my strong suit. I'm not your best resource, but I might be able to connect you with some other folks or just you know, give you some ideas of how to research that. But again, if you are interested in the nonprofit human services, you know, more, more broad approach, um, I'm definitely in your space and you know, happy to be a resource for you as we go forward. Awesome, awesome. Thank you for that clarity. Thank you once again for listening to the Six Figure Social Worker podcast. I hope that the information that was shared was useful and relevant to where you are. However, if it was not, stay tuned. I will be sharing with you on working in a private practice as a social worker, the ins and outs, the ups and downs, the rewards and the challenges. So stay tuned. Thank you again for tuning in.